Nobody asked. But, man, was it stressful being a 49ers fan during the first half of the wild card weekend. Um, <coughs> so that was interesting. Um, I had just landed in New York with my fiance, and I was uh, I had to follow the game on my phone. Luckily, I have uh, Hulu, live television. Unfortunately, I... I'm not the only person in my household who uses it. So I did not have enough screens available to watch it because I assumed everyone else in my family was watching it from different rooms. Awesome. So I followed it on Bleacher Report. I didn't bother. I only had my phone, so I didn't bother to you know, try to look for a live stream somewhere else or whatnot. So, <laughs> excuse me. So I followed it on Bleacher Report. And in truth, compared to streaming it through like Hulu or YouTube TV and all that. Bleach Report's a little bit quicker on the updates. <coughs> Started off strong with the first score. Things look good. Then things got really, really bad to end that second half. I still can't believe that freaking... I can't believe that freaking penalty that set up their field, put them in field goal range. Um, luckily, it was all Niners from there. Now... Um, I don't want to make this as long as I normally would, but <coughs> I give credit to Seattle for that first half they played. Um, they were the better team. Second half, though, once again, D'Amico Ryans continues to show how great he is, especially in making second half adjustments, because they gave up one touchdown, and it was a garbage time touchdown where the starters weren't even really playing. Um... So great for them. <coughs> Even though Nick Bosa generated zero pressures and no sacks, he had a key fumble recovery. He didn't generate the fumble, but he got the ball, and that's what matters. Uh, Lenore had a takeaway. Love that he is responding to being challenged. They're going to target him. I love how Shanahan, I love how the coaching staff is challenging him and telling him to embrace that role. They want to challenge him, they want to test him, they want to target him. Make him pay for it. And he he did that game. (coughs) With so many talented players on defense, there's there's always a weak link. And even the weak link, though, doesn't have to be a weak link. And that's how I kind of look at the Niners right now. And it's great because the Niners' secondary definitely is the weaker part of their defense because that front line, I mean, how do you – how do you criticize that front four, right? <coughs> so you, you probably want to attack that secondary. Excuse me. Oh god, I'm going through it right now. Um, but they're not. They're still formidable. They are still formidable. Um, anyways, <sighs> sorry, I'm trying to get through these. I'm recording them all like one after the other, so I'm really killing myself. <coughs> Not talking so much, but I've had these in my head, um, you know, since um, the car accident and knowing that I'm not recording for a little while. I'm like, I want to get through these. I want to catch up. Um, the 49ers in the second half were pretty much damn near perfect. Um, Brock Purdy uh, really um, shook off those nerves from his first playoff game because he looked like two different people. He looked like rookie Brock Purdy in the first half. 
Mr. Irrelevant. And then the second half, that was that was some that was that was some big Brock uh big cock Brock energy. <coughs> Dude had swagger. Dude looked unafraid and my god, I was so upset when Brandon Ayuk dropped that t- the, what, what would have been his fifth touchdown. His fourth passing touchdown. Um, but his fifth touchdown overall. Because the way the way he scrambled, the way he was able to reset himself, I know he took a massive hit. Luckily he's fine. Um but that that was one hell of a toe tapping touchdown if Ayuk was able to catch it properly and hold on to the ball. Because that was a beauty. Uh there was no reason um Purdy was supposed to make that throw. Uh, but he did and that is one of the things that I think I want to talk about is <coughs> is Brock Purdy. Obviously, he comes into a very fantastic situation because this team on the offense has so many pieces. They have a great offensive line. You have, Tr- uh, you have Trent Williams, who once again is pretty much arguably the best at his position. So it's hard to see why Brock Purdy would struggle um, in the pocket. But even when the pocket breaks down, he moves well. He doesn't get hit often. He doesn't get sacked often. He can uh, earn yards with his feet. He know he can throw it away um, when he's not frazzled. Obviously, first half versus second half, different different players. But over the span of things, Brock Purdy knows how to play in this offense. He's not afraid to take shots deep, which we didn't see a lot from Jimmy, which we rarely see from Jimmy. And in Trey's limited playing time before getting hurt <coughs> as a starter. You also didn't really get to see what he could do. Um, but at the same time, the play calls are very different. Um, and don't know if a lot of people like to talk about it, but Brock Purdy gets a lot more play calls to use his arm rather than his leg. Trey, I feel like they really wanted to stress the dual quarterback situation, make him maybe like a, a Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson kind of player. And I think that's unfortunate because with so many pieces that are great, especially yards after the catch, um, I don't know why you don't take a bit more advantage of your receivers in that that way. You have three, four people in truth, maybe in five if you include Elijah Mitchell, of your first guy is not going to bring me down when it comes to Debo, Brennan, George Kittle, um, Christian McCaffrey. You're going to need to send two or three people to have a chance to bring me down. Elijah Mitchell, I believe, can be that kind of a guy too um, if he gets passes in the open field, which he had a touchdown where he was able to break open the same kind of play that got Christian McCaffrey open for one of his touchdowns. So I'm just saying um, – I'm just saying Brock Purdy is being treated like a quarterback who can throw compared to how Trey Lance was, even Jimmy. Jimmy was not a mobile quarterback, but he wasn't someone you were like, look downfield. Brock Purdy, you you are letting him look downfield. You are giving him the opportunity to take some dangerous throws, but he, for the most part, has been making him. Um. Obviously, you give a lot of credit to the receivers too, but you give a lot of credit to your quarterback to putting it in places where your receivers can go to work. <coughs> um, I thought this for a while. I've argued this for a while since Brock Purdy's uh, taken over. Um, I know Jimmy's pretty much gone. There's no need for Jimmy to come back um, for the sake of the team. 
I do believe the Niners really must consider what to do about Trey Lance. Um, I don't believe for everything that was uh, done, um, for all the potential that Trey could have, Trey is going to be a backup quarterback again. Um, I do believe if Brock Purdy gets them to the gets into the Super Bowl um, and wins it, there is no way Brock Purdy is not your starting quarterback for the future. Um, that being said, if he loses, if he gets to the Super Bowl and loses, uh, depending on how he plays, it could dictate things. But I still think it's impossible to not reward this man for making the 49ers feel like a complete team. The offense has never been better. The number of points generated under Brock Purdy as quarterback is insanely different when you look at the span of every other quarterback under the Shanahan era. Consistently speaking, no other quarterback besides Brock Purdy has been this good with this team's offense. This is obviously the best offense this team's had, but this isn't the first team's this isn't the first time this team has made the playoffs or had Super Bowl aspirations. But this is the best offense this team has had. Obviously, in my opinion, it's also the best defense the team has had, which helps your offense play better if your defense is that consistently strong. <coughs> but it's a quarterback-driven league, and a lot of games are looked at to look at a lot of games look at your quarterback to help lead the way. And Brock Purdy, in my opinion, has led the way. He's not a game manager. Uh, even though you know you argue he doesn't have to do a lot, he just has to not. He just has to be mistake free, um, and not to be the reason they lose. Well, he isn't being the reason they lose, and in in my opinion, he is being a key reason why they win because he's unafraid to lead the team. He's unafraid to utilize his pieces, and he's unafraid to play with a swagger to take shots when we need. I. I'm talking like this is more about Brock Purdy because he's the main storyline around the 49ers. The people know the defense. People know the other weapons in the offense. They know everything about, but he's that biggest unknown because at the end of it, he's a rookie that was forced into it. He's That's going to be the biggest storyline with the Niners going forward and around him. He is the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, who now is more relevant than maybe any other quarterback in the league because of the fact that he just needed to steady the ship and now he, he commands the ship. Um, and he does so without fear. The team trusts him. It looks like the organization and the coaching trusts him. And it looks like this guy could be the 49ers' future. I mean, he's already done things that other Niners greats or even Hall of Fame greats haven't done. His, one of his jerseys is going to be in Canton. The kid is making a name for himself, and if he can go all the way this season, um, that'll be insane. His name will be his name. His name will grow in legend. He will have a legendary story to tell about, and I look forward to hopefully seeing him do that. I'm rooting for him all the way. <coughs> now I know there are other pieces, obviously. Christian McCaffrey trade looking like the biggest, biggest win for us. Obviously, there were a lot of questions because of his knee. Uh, and obviously, only time will tell. Hopefully, injuries won't be a thing. I know when it comes down to it, every person will agree. Injuries, if you could remove anything from sports, it'd be injuries. Because how many great careers and what-if stories uh, could have played out if injuries didn't happen? And that's all sports. 
you know, like where would where would D Rose have been? Where would T Mac have been? Where would Grant Hill? Where would um, where would Penny be? And basketball, I'm talking about basketball, but even that, where would in football? I mean, where would people be without? Where would JJ Watt be? You know, if he never had so many significant surgeries. Um, that I feel really derailed his career. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, no question. But would he have been even greater and more dominant had he never had so many injuries and surgeries in the offseason? <coughs> Where would Alex Smith have been for the 49ers if he didn't go down in the playoffs? You know, there there's just small little things that I'm thinking off the top of my head. But yeah, without injuries, where would they be? Now, Christian Mahaffrey stays healthy right now. He's been, in my opinion, the best running back in the game, which is why so many people are like, how was he not, um, you know, a Pro Bowl selection and all that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, I agree, but who cares? At the end of it, if he's playing for a champion, was a championship, rather he, everyone would rather have that than be in the Pro Bowl, right? But his numbers are insane. The offense is greatly improved with him because he's a threat running the ball. He's a threat catching the ball. And don't forget the man can throw it if he really needed to. Um, we have been undefeated since Christian McCaffrey has started. And we've been undefeated since Brock Purdy has taken over as well. A lot of great things happening. The Niners look dangerous. And I know it's too early to crown them favorites. I don't want to crown them favorites, even though I can see them taking it all the way. But like everyone else has to agreed, you got to take it one game at a time. We're facing a very potent Dallas offense. Um, and in my opinion, an underrated Dallas defense. Um, I do think the Niners win this. Um, but we'll see. The Niners have proven vulnerable in their secondary at times. And even sometimes... <coughs> Vulnerable in protecting against the run, especially on third and uh, third down. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm one of those people who does not believe in Dallas, um, just because we've seen how they've continued to fail in the postseason, despite all any and all regular season success. I'm excited for the rivalry that this presents in the histor, uh, histor, historic. In the in the story, whatever I'm, I think people know what I'm trying to say. But in the story of the 49ers versus the Cowboys, we all know what this means to them, both regular season and um, postseason battles and history. Um, how much fun this is going to be! I love rivalry games. Um, I'm a big shit talker, um, not for the sake of being a, an asshole, but you know it's part of the love of the game and being fans. Um, no disrespect, but I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it uh, against all Dallas fans uh, for this game. Um, all the best to both teams. I hope there's no injuries. I hope we get a great game. I hope we get a better game for the 49ers. But I would love to see some great football, um, which was a lot of what we saw over this weekend. Now, I'm going to do a whole different podcast about you know wildcard weekend as a whole because, man, there's just a lot of great football. But obviously, I had to dedicate one episode to just the 49ers, mostly around Brock Purdy's playoff debut, where, in my opinion, if you're looking at the player as a whole, you got a little bit of everything from him. Luckily, he had no turnovers. 
um, which is great. You got a little bit of everything. You got a lot of the lows and the jitters and that rookie feeling from kid playing his first playoff to the dude looked like the dude looked like the best quarterback in the league for a bit. The kid looked like he he was not afraid. The kid looked like he knew he was gonna he was gonna rip apart that um, that Seattle defense. Um, but you also have to remember Seattle was a good team, but nobody was looking at Seattle with fear um, if they had to play them. With Dallas, I don't know if anyone's looking at them with fear, but it would be foolish to disregard them as not being capable of. of being dangerous. That being said, it's a couple days until game day, and I can't wait to root for the 49ers, and I can't wait to uh, possibly die from screaming uh, in conjunction with whatever's going on with my asthma in my lungs.